Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. It's a little snowy and cold outside, but we're going to have a great conversation uh, over the phone with my wonderful guest this morning, Joe Taylor, who is no... Uh, he is someone who's well known on this show and has uh, been the been the host of Contact on Connect FM. So this is a very uh, important moment for me to interview him. When we return, we're going to talk about his book, A Pepper and Egg Sandwich on American Bread. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Community County Services for local family-based mental health. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. This morning, uh, no stranger to our show is uh, Mr. Joe Taylor. Uh, Joe, it's great to have you here this morning. Michael, uh, thank you very much. And uh, to clarify, I'm I'm not really there. You and I talked about it earlier this morning. It's icy outside. Yes, it is. So I decided to uh, stay home. I'm sitting here comfortably having a biscotti and a cappuccino. Not, not really. I'm <laughs> a cup of well, I hope you are. I'm actually having a cup of coffee with you, so I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, sir, it's great to have you. Obviously, you're no stranger to this show. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but we'll learn from you, uh, your whole history here. But uh, how long did you work at Contact on Connect FM? Well, I actually did the show for about seven years, but I had been involved with uh, Jay Philophone and Priority really for about the past 30 uh, in a uh, consultant managerial uh, position. Yeah, no, I know there's a lot of history there. So um, hopefully, I'm, you know, I always feel I'm not adequate. Like I've, I've watched you. I've had the privilege of being interviewed by you. I've had the privilege of being in an interview with you and Brittany Madera, but I never feel like... Uh, I'm not Joe Taylor, so uh, my career was not in journalism and uh, media like yours. So, well, but... I, I knew Joe Taylor, and uh, you're, you're no Joe Taylor, and, and that's, <laughs> that's, that's a positive for you. <laughs> well, I really appreciate that. I know we're not here for that history lesson, sir. Uh, one thing I, I just want to say, a pepper and egg sandwich on American bread a wonderful book, I think really well, very smart in how you put it together with these essays. I just encourage uh, the listeners to definitely go get a copy and sit down and have a cup of coffee and read this. Uh, definitely can be done in one sitting. A phenomenal book. I'd like to get your thoughts on why you wrote this book. Well, actually, uh, it started coming to me when I, I wrote my first book a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm just lucky to own my own car. There were a couple of pieces in there uh, that referred back to my uh, Italian upbringing, and uh, I I started thinking about it. Well, wait a minute. Uh, That's a whole other area that that I can explore. And uh, I have found it's an odd thing. I have found myself maybe over the past 10 or 15 years, uh, I've always loved Italian food. I mean, you're Italian, and it's all about food. But I, I started, maybe this is something that happens to us, you know, when we reach a certain age. I started thinking back to my childhood and uh, to my upbringing, and 
appreciating it more now than perhaps I did when I was when I was younger. So it just has been kind of a uh, an ongoing process of uh, of rediscovering uh, my roots. Yes, and so your roots. Um, obviously, we learn in the book that uh, you grew up in Rochester. What was it like growing up in Rochester? And uh, it seems, and I don't know, like, have you been back to Rochester lately to see what it's like? Yeah, um, pardon me. Rochester has, hang on just a second. Sure. There, there we go. There's no cough button here on my phone. <laughs> uh, Rochester has really changed. Uh, this really doesn't have anything to do with the book, but it, it is interesting. Rochester was uh, the home of Eastman Kodak, and they pretty much owned uh, the town. Uh, almost everybody worked there. They worked for uh, uh, a couple of General Motors plants that were there. It was a very affluent community, and with the demise of Eastman Kodak over the past uh, 10 years or so, uh, it has really taken a nosedive and is, a, is now a rather depressed area. So, uh, yeah, Rochester has seen better times. And I go back... Uh, Maybe every every uh, year or year and a half or so. Okay, so you go back there often. Um, in the book, though, you make reference to growing up there. Anything you want to share with us that you, like really sticks out in your mind, either from the book or from your time having lived there? Well, everything kind of, kind of sticks <laughs> out, and it's it's all in the form of the the thirty three essays that are that are in the book. Uh, you know, basically what I, what I remember and and the whole thrust of the book is the dichotomy between my, I guess you could call it, weekday world of living in a very non-ethnic uh, neighborhood, going to a very non-ethnic school. Uh, I was probably the only kid, certainly in my grammar school, who had a vowel at the end of their last name. <laughs> and uh, I'll give you my, my uh, born surname here in a second. So you, you contrast that with the, the rest of my life, living in a double house with my uh, mother's people, uh, my mother's uh, father and, and mother, who came from mainland Italy, and then on the holidays and, and weekends, spending time with my father's people, who were Sicilian. And these were two different worlds, and that's, you know, that's what the, the title implies. A pepper and egg sandwich, yeah, you have it on Caleri's bread, right? Uh, right. An American bread, so I, I, you know, I traverse these uh, these two different worlds. And my uh, my given name, and I'll explain why I uh, I changed it. Uh, my given name should properly have been pronounced Tutubeni. Uh, we we anglicized it a bit and, and said Tutubane, and it was spelled T U T T O B E N E. So there were plenty of vowels there. Uh, and and the reason that I changed my name is I got into radio. And uh, back in the day, in the in the uh, '60s, I got into radio in 1960. Uh, radio managers really felt that you couldn't have an ethnic name, and uh, so it was. I had a couple of different radio names. Finally, when I got to Pittsburgh, uh, I, I settled on Joe Taylor. I was known as Joe Taylor uh, when I was on uh, WJAS and then KDKA, and it just became easier to change it. I changed it to Taylor, but in the process of changing it to Taylor, and I have to admit this wasn't my, my mindset at the time, uh, I really was honoring my paternal grandparents because they were Taylors. 
they worked in uh, clothing factories. In fact, one of them, people may remember, uh, Hickey Freeman. They made uh, very fine men's suits. So it was uh, an homage to, uh, to part of my family, and, and that's why I became, or how I became, Joe Taylor. Yes, I had heard a little bit about it. Like my brother knows you, and I've heard some of the history, but I think that uh, does a great job of explaining to our listeners and myself about Joe Taylor, how you became Joe Taylor. So, sir, I gotta ask. Um, I, I need to ask a couple of questions. Uh, pepper and egg sandwich on American bread. You you still have a pepper and egg sandwich occasionally? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and and the great thing is living, you know, here in Dubois, uh, I use Calaris. Right, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, because, yes, Michael, do you know do you know the test of real Italian bread? Do you want to know that you're really eating real Italian bread? Do you know what the test is? Please give me the test. Okay, the test is that you take a bite of it and it cuts into your mouth. Okay. <laughs> there you that, go. That, that's that's how sharp the crust has to be. Anything you know less than that. It's it's not really real Italian bread. So that's not real Italian bread. Now, so if somebody said, well, Joe, I made it on American bread, would you look at them and be like, eh, I'm not so sure about that? Well, I would say thank you for promoting my book. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And actually, uh, you know, it, it's, it's very easy to make. And actually, I have to tell you this, your, your, uh, your mom, Kathleen, yes. suggested that I, or said I should have put the recipe for uh, a pepper. I agree with her on that. So maybe you can book. share it with her. What's, what's Joe Taylor's recipe? <laughs> so I, I'm going to, I probably will post it on either my Facebook or my, or my Facebook writer's site. Uh, basically what you do, it's just uh, you uh, saute some peppers, some onions, get them nice and soft, and then uh, what I do is I put them in, uh, uh, I get a container, crack a couple of eggs, and mix everything up, put some Parmesan cheese in there, and then just put it out on a griddle and uh, make it almost like a like an omelet and put it on Italian bread. I mean, you can you can do it other ways, but that's how I make mine. I don't do it on the picture. It looks like it's a sub roll. Right. I do it on individual slices of uh, of Caleri's bread, and I'm I'm plugging Caleri's for a reason because they have been very very kind to me, and uh, I'm doing as as you may know. Uh, a series of readings uh, at various libraries in the area. I have one coming up uh, next Monday at 5.30 at the uh, uh, Mango Library in, in Brockway. Uh, they've been supplying me with uh, some little samples of uh, Italian food that I, that I give out at the readings. Yes, I saw you were doing a reading at, uh, I, I believe it was at the Dubois Mall, and uh, Clary's had helped sponsor that as well. And, of course, Brad and his wife and Alicia are very kind people, so that's really good and kind of you to mention that. I want to I switch uh, discussions for a second, still sticking with food. Um, I, I didn't know this. I've heard people call tomato sauce gravy. I, I mean, I grew up calling it calling it sauce. Okay. Uh, I didn't realize until I lived in Philadelphia. I, I uh, was a program director for a station over in Philly. Uh, God, I'm trying to remember way back, maybe at about 1980 or so. <clears throat> and I discovered over there, people were talking about gravy. You know, what do you mean gravy? Gravies with, you know, mashed potatoes and you know, on top of a turkey sandwich or something. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's what they call it uh, in... Uh, Parts of Philly, 
not not parts of Philly, pretty much all of Philly, parts of New Jersey, and in uh, in New York City, gravy. Uh, now the interesting thing, though, about sauce, and we we just always called sauce tomato sauce sauce. We never added the word tomato, which mm-hmm. is sauce. I discovered uh, about a dozen years ago when I went with my younger daughter and her husband to uh, Sicily that over there, really, the default sauce seemed to be uh, what we would call uh, vodka sauce. It was uh, an orange sauce, not red, uh, like like we have it over here. Yeah, really interesting. Um, I, I just found that part interesting in your book, so... We won't correct people, but if I hear somebody say gravy and Dubois, I'll be like, eh, you're not from Philly, not from New York, or parts of Jersey, I guess. So probably right, yeah. not appropriate, right? Yeah, uh, right. With that said, um, do you, how do I say it? Like, did you enjoy growing up in Rochester? There, there seems to be a lot of emotion and feeling in your book as well. And, and, and even though it's essays, Joe, it seems like, um, you are reflecting on your past of growing up there, and what is it like inside of an Italian family? I mean, at one point you had me laughing out loud, um, uh, particularly when you mentioned Goodfellas. <laughs> and because the scene in the movie of Goodfellas with the mom, and they come into the home, right. and, and oh, she's God, ready that. to yeah, serve I, I, I dinner with, at whatever time in the morning. Yes. Playing, yeah, playing, yes. Uh, playing the mother. Uh, no, growing, I mean, it's it's funny, it, this is terrible because if there, you know, if there are, and there, I know there are Italian American groups, and and we have, you know, great cultural heritage and you know, music, literature, the the, the whole thing. But uh, honest to God, a lot of what you see in movies, you know, like Goodfellas and even like The Godfather, the wedding scene from The Godfather, uh, you know, these ring true to some degree in regular uh, Italian American life. I mean, there is. There is a lot of drama, <laughs> a lot of drama uh, in, in Italian families, and it, it goes both ways. I mean, it can be uh, drama and people just getting excited and, you know, pure abandonment and having fun, and drama that uh, you feel like, uh, you know, these two cousins are going to kill each other, and, and then, you know, they, they embrace each other at the end of an argument over, over something like, whose mom makes the best sauce. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, of course, your mom did, or was it your grandma that did? Well, my, yeah, my mother, as I say, was really a lousy cook. And, <laughs> and, and, and she, she could afford to be because, uh, and I should mention that my dad uh, died in World War II. My right. mom was a widow. Uh, but uh, she bought a double house in, uh, in Rochester in a, in a rather uh, upper or middle upper uh, neighborhood. And uh, she had her parents move into our house, and her her mother, my grandmother, was a fantastic cook. Uh, in fact, this is a little uh, little kind of mystical and, and spiritual here, or whatever, or maybe freaky. But uh, when I got out on my own, I always remembered the taste of uh, my grandma Mary, uh, her her meatballs, and uh, you know I thought I'd like to make those meatballs. I want to I want to taste that again. She had died, and uh, I, honest to God, I feel like I channeled her to come up with the way that I make meatballs. And uh, the highest compliment uh, is from uh, my ex-wife, who told my da- our daughters that, you know, 
the guy was a but he made great meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a that's a great compliment, then, yeah, for sure. Is, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Coming from you know someone who hates my guts, but my meatballs are are good. Yeah. Well, so I know you are a true foodie, right? I mean, you really are. You enjoy obviously food. Um, can you tell us about Smoky Joe's Cafe? Smoky Joe's Cafe uh, is, uh, we, we, we serve virtual meals. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this started, I don't know, I, I'd like to, I guess I could be trendy and say it started during the pandemic. Okay. I don't know, it really probably goes, or, you know, started earlier than that. But uh, I love food so much that I take pictures of meals that I make, and I do, I do enjoy cooking. And uh, I, I started a couple of years ago, to uh, take pictures and and started calling it uh, you know Smokey Joe's Cafe. Smokey Joe had kind of been my nickname on the air years and years ago uh, in Pittsburgh, and it stuck. And I, I was a cigar smoker until about a year and a half or so ago, and uh, I started you know uh, posting these creations, these foods, these meals that I was making, and saying it was Smokey Joe's Cafe. And people could order it virtually and whatever, whatever. And it's got a it got a bit of a following. Yeah, it so. sure does. Now we're definitely Facebook friends, and I definitely see uh, interesting pictures of food. Is there a favorite Italian dish you have for us? Um, I, I am a sucker for uh, for veal veal cutlets. So, in fact, I I love veal. I love breaded veal so much that I don't even want the cheese on it. I just like I just like the veal. And I don't know why that is. So I, I love, I love making uh, veal cutlets, and you know I'll have rigatoni or whatever, maybe gnocchi, ravioli with them. By the way, for for your listeners, for anyone who's ever had a problem with breading a fried food, whether it's a, you know a chicken cutlet or fish or whatever, I learned a little trick, and it really really works. You bread it, and then you put it in the fridge for about a half an hour. I don't understand why it works, but it works. When you go and uh, and fry it in the oil, it's going to remain intact. Because mine used to just fall apart completely. Right. No, that's great advice. Uh, I'm definitely not a cook, uh, Joe. Um, my mom, who you mentioned earlier, she's an amazing cook. So if you get her to cook a meal, um, you'll have a great meal. But uh, great advice for our listeners, for sure. The Back to your book. Um, you mentioned uh, as we, because this book seems to take a deeper dive into what it looks like inside an Italian family. Um, you mentioned uh, that it takes a village to raise children. It seems like both in the movies and in your book, Italian strong Italian families uh, very involved. I oh yeah, that. yeah. Uh, not not only uh, not only in taking care of their kids, but I don't know if you remember uh, SNL. I think it was Sherry O'Terry. That was the kind of crazy lady out on the lawn, and you know we we had there were there were people like that, and they were looking out for all the neighborhood kids too. This is back in the time when actually kids were able to go outside and play. But yeah, uh, uh, you're right about that. It, it takes it takes a village. Hey, one thing that I would I would like to touch upon, sure, uh, from uh, in in the book, and I don't get into it real heavy, but it it was a factor, and that is. Uh, when I was growing up in in the you know fifties and into the early sixties, uh, Italians to some degree were still considered 
the other. And uh, I, I, I make mention of this because I, I would experience, and I've talked to other Italians who've experienced the same type of thing. Uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't look Italian. Uh, I, I never really was mistaken for being Italian uh, because there is, you know, the image of the dark, uh, dark Italian. Uh, I, I would have people say to me, well, you don't, you don't look Italian, okay, <laughs> and then you don't act Italian. And it's like, hmm, what does that mean? You know, right? And and also, uh, there's there's a, 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 a story in the book about my mother uh, losing a job. She was a very very good uh, secretary, but she lost a job. Uh, this is before I was born, during World War II, when uh, it was discovered that she was Italian. She could not have been hired had she used her real last name, which was Coliaco. Mm. She changed. She, used coal, and it was discovered because of Social Security records that uh, that wasn't her last name. But the reason was she was working for an air freight company, and this was a critical industry during World War II, and her employer, who thought she was a good worker, a good person, had to let her go. So there were still incidents of uh, discrimination, and I found out, too, in doing a radio series uh, in Weirton, West Virginia, maybe about 20 years ago now, that uh, even during World War II, where people were sending money back to Italy to support relatives, that uh, Italians, not to the degree that uh, Japanese were, but uh, many of them were uh, were rounded up and suspected of being uh, uh, supporters of, uh, of Mussolini. Yeah, no, that's just... Uh reminder that our country has come a long way and we still have many things to work on but joe we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back you'll have about two or three minutes to finish up our great interview here contact on connect fm is brought to you in part by lifespan family services located in dubois mall for local adoption and foster care services hi folks are you having problems with your child at home is their behavior a problem are you at your wits end If so, call us for more information. Community County Services. We provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement having a great conversation with Joe Taylor, author of A Pepper and Egg Sandwich on American Bread. Uh, Joe, I know we were in an important discussion as we took the break. Uh, That was just a different time in our nation. Definitely, we still have some things to work on, but it is a reminder that we can always do better. Yeah, I just wanted to, before we go, because this is what uh, authors do, I'd like to plug where people can can get the book. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I do know that you can get it at Junk Dealer's Daughter, because I got my copy from my brother there. Yeah, right right across the street on West Long Avenue. Also, uh, Caleri's uh, being kind enough to have some uh, uh, some copies out there, and uh, also at uh, HW Book Peddlers in the Dubois Mall, and then, of course, on uh, Amazon, Amazon Books. It's available both in print and Kindle. And I would just say, I think it's a very well done book. It's very smart and clever. I think it addresses a lot of things in culture, but also it it made me laugh, Joe. It truly did. And so I just appreciated all the work and effort you put into this book. Um, it's always great to have you. Anything you would like to leave us with? 
No, uh, I'm just I'm happy that you enjoyed it, and I think it is uh, a nice, uh, light kind of read, and you can actually sit down and read it probably in about uh, maybe an hour, an hour and a half, and it's a, it's a good stocking stuffer. And uh, Michael, I want to thank you very much for uh, having me on the program this morning. Always a pleasure, Joe. Um, you've had an amazing career, sir. Uh, it's an honor for me to host a show that you've once hosted, but always great to have you on, and we'll definitely have you back. A pepper and egg sandwich on American bread. It'll make a wonderful Christmas present. Thank you, Mr. Taylor, for coming on today. Thanks, Michael. Take All right, care. sir. Have a wonderful day. And to our listeners, please be safe out there. Recently, we had PennDOT on, and it's definitely icy. And uh, just go at a safe uh, safe speed if you have to be out there. Have a wonderful day.